Hello, you beautiful beings. It's Lane, and this is episode number 43 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. Thanks for showing up. I trust you're ready for part two of the conversation we started in episode number 42. I suspect this show will stand on its own, but if you didn't hear last week's, maybe check that out first. Oh, and also, if you haven't been listening to the show from the beginning, it will be a very good idea to do so. So go back to number one. Lots of this info is building on previous shows, which reminds me, thanks for being here and being a part of this show. All right. Today, we're going to talk a little more about what it is to move forward in creating change in our life, deliberate change, proactive change, thoughtful change, intentional change, and why the act of creating real change can be a seemingly elusive dream to some of us. I love this topic and I hope you'll stick around for the rest of the show. So just give me a second and I'll be right back. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine, or a favorite friend, or all three, and let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. All right, thanks for giving me that minute. I just poured myself a good cup of coffee and I'm ready to have another great conversation. So let's get on with the show. Last show, we talked a bit about excuse me, establishing for yourself what it is you believe is possible for you. Most people have this fleeting thought every once in a while as they dream wistfully of a life that is different, a relationship that could be different, a job that could be different. Perhaps they dream about the possibilities of being free of current obligations or they dream of living in a completely different place. Perhaps there is a desire to sell everything you have, buy a van and take off for places unknown. The first step in all of that is deciding whether or not you believe that's possible for you. Because if it stays in the impossible category, there is nothing you can do to create it for yourself. It's just daydreaming, which can be fun, but won't move you in the direction of your dreams. So in past episodes, I've talked about the miracle that it took for you specifically to come to the planet. There's a whole show devoted specifically to the mathematical odds 
of that particular sperm and that particular egg coming together at that particular time that was the magic formula that created the life force that is you. The odds of you coming into existence on this planet are apparently 700 million to one, which means to me that it's a freaking miracle that you and I are even here, let alone both meeting each other right here in this moment. I want you to just savor that for a little bit, would you? You weren't an accident. You're not unworthy. You're not in the way. You're not too much. You're perfect. And you're getting stronger and better every single day. That's all you need to remember. Now, we've also talked about the fact that we are all electromagnetic energy. We are all a part of the electromagnetic field of energy that is the universe. We are a part of the universe and in being a part of the universe, we actually have within us all the markers it takes to be creators. The end result of that little bit of information is that we have the ability to change our life. Not just from a physical plane of changing locations or adding or subtracting things from our life, but of actually being part of the process that creates a shift in our life that we can eventually see, hear, taste, and touch. The power of conscious manifestation is a big topic, but for this show, all I want you to understand or begin to understand is that your life is not happening to you. You are actually happening to your life. That's a big reach for some of you that feel like you're being led around your life by the ring in your nose, going along for the ride and hoping for the best as if you didn't have anything to say about it. If that's where you're at, you're creating by default, which means you're creating from the stories inside your subconscious mind, which are not always skewed in your favor. We are constantly manifesting or creating things either with intention or without. It's not fluff. That's just the way energy works. You're either driving the boat or the boat is driving you. Let me expand on this a bit. So at all given points in your lifetime, you have the choice of whether to lay back and let shit happen or to deliberately pitch yourself forward and be an active participant. How we choose to be an active participant is to recognize that we have a whole lot of crap floating around in our subconscious minds that is preventing us from seeing the possibilities of the life we want and can create. So that brings me to the topic of something called the RAS. That's capital R-A-S, and it stands for the Reticular Activation System. Now, in previous shows, we've talked about how your subconscious mind has stored a whole lot of experiences you've had in your lifetime based on how you responded to those things, or in other words, the emotional signature your response gave to that experience. 
Since your subconscious mind or your egoic mind is interested in keeping you safe, in fact, that is its only objective, it is why it exists, it jumps to the conclusion that everything that is currently familiar in your life right now is what makes you feel safe. If you want the breakdown of how this happens, look for the show, The Crazy Math Your Mind Is Doing, or something close to that. So whether you've heard this familiar equals safe thing before, it sounds rather odd and wildly unfair, but it's because we've been given, or we've given our ego mind way too much responsibility, but it has valiantly tried to do its best for all of us. So in many instances, what our ego thinks is a safe feeling is actually something that makes you feel incredibly uncomfortable. In many cases, it causes pain. But know that the only math your ego mind is doing is you're used to this feeling, therefore you must like this feeling. And it's your reticular activation system that helps your egoic mind keep you in a safe and familiar place by restricting the, the amount of information that is available to you. Let me tell you more. If you already are living a life where you entertain the idea of the possibilities that exist for you in this lifetime, you are already pushing the boundaries of what your RAS is trying to accomplish you are expanding your focus. But most people are not doing that. They are running on the assumption that what you see is what is available to see. But oh, how incorrect that is. Let me show you how. In any given second, your brain is receiving 2.3 million bits of data. Yes, 2.3 million bits of information. Guess how many bits actually get processed before all the rest of the information gets discarded? 128. 128. In any given second, your brain is taking in and analyzing every single sound color, light variation, ambient noise, subtext in a conversation, actual conversations, whether you're a part of them or not, nuances on things that are hundreds of feet away and things that are close by. It's taking in all of the different color variations of green on a particular tree. It's taking in the different depths and textures to the bark of that tree. It's aware of where the roots are reaching out underneath the soil. It's sensing the movement of each individual leaf as a result of the wind hitting it. It's noticing all the different colors or the different color changes as the light hits it differently as you move around it. So you can see how it's possible that 2.3 million bits of information are coming at you every second. And if you had to consciously decide what to do with all of that information, you would likely be completely undone. So what does your egoic mind do? It reduces all of that fantastical information to 100% 
128 bits per second. Can you savor that for a little bit? Can you see how it's possible for you to become oblivious to the opportunities that are available around you because your subconscious mind has simply filtered all of that stuff out? This will also give you a really good idea of how you and another person can go through the same situation and come out with a very different experience. Because the 128 bits per second you pulled out of that experience are not the same 128 bits per second the other person pulled out. This is why siblings can be raised in the same home and not have the same memories. This is why you and your friends can recall last night in completely different ways. And sometimes it leaves you thinking that you weren't actually at the same place at all, <laughs> but you know you were. You can see the Raz in action when you do simple things like look for a specific car. Let's say a friend is picking you up because your car broke down and they just bought a new car that you're not familiar with and they tell you to look out for a cobalt blue BMW. Now, now that you have the, or you've set that expectation, your Raz will help you find that car. And chances are you are going to be shocked at how many cobalt blue cars you see. My partner and I were recently on the West Coast and because we're looking at buying an electric car, we thought it would be fun to make a game of counting Teslas while we were driving through the city. And within minutes, it seemed like almost every second car was a Tesla as a result. I'm sure there were millions of other cars that we could have noticed, but the Tesla uh, was what we were looking for and that's what came into focus because that is what we wanted to see. We didn't create the Teslas. They didn't come into existence because of our thoughts. They came into our awareness because that is what we were looking for. This is a monstrous shift when you're thinking about changing something in your life. What I'm saying here is if you cannot see what is possible, by changing where you are focusing your attention, you will not be able to acquire whatever that change is. And how do we direct our attention to better relationships or more money, better opportunities? We ask ourselves to look out for those examples and your Raz will pay attention. You want to have better or healthier relationships? You have to be looking for other better and healthier relationships. This is what helps you understand what is possible. If you're hanging around people who are struggling in their relationships, then you're going to continue to struggle. You want to make more money? You need to look for examples of people who make more money, either in the field that you are in or in a field that would interest you to be a part of. Seeing that it is possible allows you to find more supporting evidence that you too can experience what you're longing for. You want more opportunities in your life? Then you need to be looking for opportunities. Look, when you were waiting for your friend to show up in her cobalt blue BMW, you didn't go through a major process. All you did was make a decision to find her and her car and then take on the responsibility to look for blue BMWs. 
When Callie and I were driving through Vancouver, we wanted to count Teslas. And there they were. We magically made that desire part of the 128 bits per second getting distilled into our subconscious brain. Now, I'm super excited about this concept and I suspect you can hear it in my voice. You know that this show is about awakening to your subconscious programming. The show is about helping you entertain the idea of getting clear of a lot of patterns, behaviors, beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you can become the woman you want to be in the world. Or more accurately, you're allowing yourself to become the woman you came into the world to be. So this is a bit of a new take on how you can enlist your subconscious mind to move you forward all on its own. Instead of spending time digging around and trying to get rid of stuff that is stored there and is no longer serving you. I've come to the conclusion for myself that the easiest way for me to awaken to the magical, mystical, beautiful creation that I am is to simply become the magical, mystical, beautiful creation that I am. So this becomes about my identity and how I decide to see myself. This goes for you too. You become whatever it is you believe you are. Your identity is who you believe you are. The evidence in your life is the proof of what you believe your identity is. If you want something different in your life, you need to decide to be someone different. There are all kinds of people in this world that identify as something specific. They might identify as marginalized. They may identify as the color of their skin or their cultural identity. They may identify as something they've gone through, like child abuse or surviving cancer. They may identify as a widow or a student or a mother or a CEO of a corporation, an artist or an entrepreneur. But in this context, all of those identity markers are a result of who they are in this present moment, right now. But it doesn't mean that's all they are. And it doesn't mean it's static. So how do you move from your current life outcome to a different life outcome? Well, one way to do it is to become the person who has that thing that you desire. The idea here is to embody that version of yourself who has that relationship, that opportunity, that business, or that experience. That has you all excited to have. So there's this magical formula of number one, deciding whether something is possible or not. And if you believe it's possible, then two is to focus on that thing. Picture it, articulate it. And three is to become the being that has that thing. You think it will bring you joy? Then find things to feel joyful about. You think it will make you feel powerful? Then practice feeling powerful. You think it will make you feel safe? Then practice the feeling of feeling safe. This is more than visualization, sisters. This is about becoming the next iteration of yourself. So the version of you that is in a solid, loving relationship 
what do you think they think of themselves? Do they think they are worthy of love? Do you think they love themselves like they want to be loved by another? Do you think they honor and value themselves? How do they spend their days? Do they talk down to themselves or are they constantly finding ways to be kind to themselves? Do they treat themselves well or do they treat themselves like shit? Do they have all kinds of outside interests or do they sit around the house waiting for the phone to ring? Do they hang out at a bar hoping to find someone that they are drawn to or perhaps hours swiping left or swiping right? If you were that person right now, who would you be and how would you behave? Let's say you want an elevated work experience, perhaps start your own business or take on a more senior position at your work. If you had that experience, who would you be? What are the kind of books you'd be reading? How would you spend your days? What kind of conversations would you be having with your cohorts? Would you be a follower or a leader? If you want to be a leader, what kind of a leader would you be? Whose example would you follow? Or do you have your own leadership theories? Would you have a plan or just fly by the seat of your pants? Would you be spending all your time thinking about your business? Or would you also be thinking about how you need to be keeping yourself healthy so that you can do the job well? And if you need to be a healthy individual, would you have a plan in place to help you be that person? If you were that person, how would you be handling your stress level? Would you have a plan in place to take regular vacations or would you manage your stress through yoga or meditation or exercise? If you were that person right now, who would you be and how would you behave? No matter what area of your life you aspire to change, have you ever considered giving thought to what you would have to know in order to be comfortable in that position? What are the daily habits that would help you experience that more fully? What would you think of yourself? Are you capable or are you over your head? Are you a maverick carving your own path or are you just desperately holding the line? Do you have a plan or do you play things by ear? Do you constantly try to learn more things, practice more things? Are you observant of people's strengths, weaknesses, and potential? Or do you pigeonhole people and take pleasure in being their boss and just make them do the things they have to do because you need them done? What would that next iteration of you be like in order for this dream to become a reality? Now think about who this new version of you has to become in your own mind in order for you to easily slip into that new role. If you were that person right now, who would you be and how would you behave? Most of the world thinks that when I have that thing, then I will be that person. Like when I make a million dollars, I'm going to be generous and give tons of money away. If you are generous now, you will be generous then. But if you're not generous now, you will not be generous then. 
It's easy to think that you will, but those kinds of habits are established now. B4. In the state that you are currently in, you are going to reflect that in the future you. So how can you, how can you be generous now, even if you don't have a whole lot of extra cash? Well, it can manifest in service to others, in volunteering in some way, shape, or form, perhaps giving something away to someone who could really use it. Maybe it's in listening to someone talk through something and offering your perspective if they ask. Can you see what I'm getting at here? It could also be about learning to be generous to yourself, giving yourself a break, speaking kindly to yourself and of yourself, offering yourself rest when you require it, whispering kind things to yourself and to yourself. If you find yourself at a position of being a people pleaser or easily backing down when things are going off the rails, or if making decisions is difficult for you, or if keeping your word is difficult for you, do any of these characteristics need to change in order for you to comfortably move into the new role that you're desiring for yourself? Can that version of you count on herself to be there for herself? Or is she always putting others ahead of herself? So another good question is, does that future version of yourself have good boundaries so that she can continue to give from the overflow instead of the deficit? Is she constantly looking at her behaviors and her beliefs and asking herself whether those behaviors and beliefs are moving her forward? Or are those behaviors and beliefs holding her back? If she wants to be a leader, how is she exhibiting leadership in her own life? Is she truly leading or is she just going with the flow, doing as she's told or settling for crumbs? If she wants to be rich, how does she handle her money now? What's her relationship like with money? What's her opinion about money? Does she recognize how abundant she already is? Does she know what's coming in and what's going out? Is she thinking about learning how to invest in her future or does she burn through cash like it's on fire? Does she compare herself to those who have less or does she compare herself to those who apparently have more? Does that assessment create a value judgment about herself or the other that creates disappointment, shame, blame, fear, or resentment? If you want to change your outcome, your life, your opportunities, the amount of money in your bank, bank account, your health, your anything, you have to start looking for new info so that your RAS can help you expand your vision. So what, uh, what possibility will you look for next? Who is it you need to start becoming today? How do you need to show up in your life starting today? If this is overwhelming, look for incremental changes. Think about what a 5% difference would mean for you. It's not massive change. That's scary for most people. Just look at incremental changes over time. It's actually shocking how quickly that adds up. Just find yourself asking, what would the new version of me do? 
value, think about, prioritize. Does that make sense? This is how we move in the direction of our dreams, sisters, and it's worth exploring. Well, <laughs> as always, that was a lot of questions, and I hope it's got you looking at your options and possibilities in a whole new way. Asking different questions gets you different results, and this is how you will program your RAS to show you opportunities simply by adjusting the lens so you can see more. There's not a soul out there that can, uh, that can do this for you. The power is in your hands. And with that, I'm going to close out this show. If this triggered something for you, lit you up, confused you, whatever it is, and you want to talk about it, drop me a line. My contact info is in the show notes. Just scroll down. It's even uh, at the end, the note or the, the uh, recording at the end of the show as well. I'd love to continue this conversation with you. It was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. If you're feeling like you got smacked around a little bit, there's a reason. So go back and listen again and write some of those questions down and start to write, start to process and then decide what needs to change in order for you to be that being that has that thing. And that's it for today. Thanks for showing up and staying until the end. Thanks for how you continue to support this show. Also, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this, please send it to them, okay? You can share the link or forward the show, but help them out if they need it, okay? Remember to always be kind, understanding, and encouraging to yourself, and that's going to flow to everyone else around you. Keep exploring and defining who the person is that knows how amazing and wonderful she is and how much power she has to create her own experience. Until next time, stay weird, stay curious, and keep popping your corks or plugging your power leaks, whichever one floats your boat. Ta for now. See you next time. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.